Welcome to Indie Game Business, where you'll learn to navigate the industry with ease. Indie Game Business is recorded live on Mixer and produced by the Powell Group. Check us out at IndieGame.Business. Now, let's start the show with your hosts, Jay Powell and me, Indy. You've got to check out our Discord at discord.gg slash business. It's an amazing community of over 3,500 other industry experts. We've got developers, publishers, marketing and PR firms, investors, so, so many, so many. It's safe and supportive place to network and to talk to experts. You can learn more about the business of games or you can share what you know with others. We have exclusive workshops on perfecting your pitch deck finding a publisher, and more. Remember, it's discord.gg slash indie game business. What's up, everybody? My name is Indy, and the gentleman sitting there next to me, that's Mr. Jay Powell from Powell Group Consulting, and this is Indie Game Business, and today we have Rajat, Rajat Odha in the ring, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and so, and, and true to form, the minute we went live, my phone started ringing. So, uh, uh, yes. Don't they know? Welcome to Indie. <laughs> Apparently they do. They, they Everybody knows, and they start messaging me and calling me the minute we go live on, on the show. So, yeah, it, apparently everyone knows. So, Roger, welcome to the show. And Thank you. And have you. Now, tell everyone who, who you are and, and walk us through, you know, because we got a lot of good things we're going to talk about today. But walk us through how you originally got into the industry and yep. your, your career up to this point. Awesome. Sure. It's an interesting story. So, yeah. So, hello, everyone. You know, uh, who is watching. Thanks, Jay, for having me. You know, and congratulations for starting Game Dev Career Day. You know, uh, big deal. You know, uh, so we'll, we'll talk about it. So, yeah, this is Rajat Oja. Um, so, uh, I come from India, you know, and uh, India is a place where you like you grow up, you know, listening to your parents saying that you know if you play, you'll become a bad guy, you'll be a spoiled brat, but if you study, you'll become a great guy, you know. So that's a saying, you know, and uh, you know, and uh, so yeah, I was one of those uh, lucky one who did not listen to these things, you know, and. Uh, so I, I, even in India, I come from a kind of a smaller uh, city, and it's a tier two town uh, in desert Rajasthan. You know, it's a lovely place. And uh, so back in 1989, uh, we got an Atari 2600 in my house. You know, I don't know how it just showed up, you know. And uh, in fact, I started playing, you know, some of the uh, old classic games like, you know, Pac-Man, Othello, Roadrunner and all those kind of, you know, uh, good old games. Um, so that was like, you know, very interesting moment for me because I, I was like, you know, because TV was a consumption uh, item for us, you know, all of us. And suddenly I was actually controlling pixels there. And it was like a wow moment. In India, we had absolutely no understanding of what games were and stuff. And I said, like, how the heck am I controlling what's happening on the TV? And that just intrigued me. And being Indian, you know, you know what every Indian parent says to their kid? Be a doctor. 
you know so, yeah. <laughs> so a, good, a good chunk of american parents say that too you know to be fair so yeah oh, okay so that, that's just like you know so uh, so yes my family actually you know uh, brainstormed me to be a doctor and i was like uh, preparing for that and i left the city just to be the doctor you know and uh, came to delhi you know in delhi i figured out that oh i can probably learn uh, how to make games and engineering and stuff so i uh, i started learning and focusing more on you know uh, the game side of the thing and uh, especially you know uh, c++ and pascal and stuff and i made my uh, in college project when every indian was making a library software or a banking software i made a game you know uh, and it was called c dogs and we didn't have internet so i released it on aeronet education research network and i got amazing feedback from the community and all those things and stuff you know uh, so it was a top down shooter game uh, which i built in pascal and ibm picked me up you know uh, so ibm was working on you know some of the game related things and stuff and especially in the ai so my first job was with ibm but focusing more on the games and media side uh, and especially ai i worked there then i joined toshiba uh, when toshiba was working on the initial days of wifi you know and they had a layer called immedia net layer right so and i i i i was in us and uh, largely in the bay area and uh, so i was uh, working on this immedia net thing which was actually a multiplayer architecture so you remember those toshiba pocket pcs which used to come you know back in those days so we created the library you could actually play uh, from pocket pc against the uh, people using the laptop so it was a cross platform early days of cross platform uh, this thing and i built like several uh, games on that platform back in those days which were like uh, you know pre installed on uh, toshiba devices and stuff and then uh, i joined uh, another company called sajusav which is a belgian company worked with entity docomo to deploy all the casino games and the blackjack and all those kind of things slot, slot machine one of the slot machine game is still live which is amazing to see you know it's called tanzu you know and uh, that had an amazing payment system you had to call a number and keep the phone on and keep on playing you know uh, so yeah uh, <laughs> so so you you whatever time you have on the phone the money actually gets from there which is amazing you know a uh, concept this is something i did in belgium and uh, then i joined a simulation company called zen technologies which was just a badass company and i i loved working there uh, we worked on tank simulators uh, we worked on uav simulators we worked on weapon simulators so i actually played with all the boy toys i literally you know drove a tank i fired from a tank you know a missile you know uh, and uh, i learned how to do the anti tank guided missile i flew and i flew a uav also real time to learn and understand that and we were using uh, unreal you know all along and then finally uh, just to chase my dream uh, we uh, started working on a playstation game you know and i released india's first playstation game ps3 uh, it was the first ps3 game and built the team around it sony U- uh, europe was you know really really good they literally came to india set with the team got the game done you know and uh, you know despite of being the first game from india that game reached the top 10 driving games chart you know 
on PlayStation Network, which was uh, commendable, you know, uh, from my team largely because we created the team from ground up. And uh, so that actually gave us, you know, uh, the new success. And then we kept on releasing games. So I started my own company because uh, and the previous company's focus was more on the simulation side and the game money was not enough. So, and uh, you know it, how it goes, right? So, uh, so the, I the started- The game money is never enough. That's never enough, right? Today. Yeah, that's not- <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so exactly, you know, so that's how we, uh, I floated my own studio and uh, been uh, fairly successful. And, you know, so it was initially the awesome game studio you know, uh, because uh, we thought we were awesome, you know, so, and uh, we did some of the games like Alpha Man, which was a breakout hit for us because it was Pac-Man with alphabets and all that, and you can never go wrong with Pac-Man, you know, um, so I thought like probably there'll be some wrath coming my way, you know, and I'm actually playing around with Pac-Man, but, uh, you know, uh, I got super feedback from the industry, from, you know, uh, from the community people, mama bloggers and everybody, they loved it. One of the game we did, Wobble Bobble, which was a drinking game kind of, you know, uh, it was just very simple thing. You have a ball in the you know, center of the mobile and you need to keep it in the center, you know, uh, and you need it. So, uh, so that was actually, you know, selected for the casual connect, you know, thing. And so we, we uh, presented that in Germany and got amazing feedback. Then just to keep afloat, you know, kept on working on some of the games. One of the games did 19 million downloads, again, pretty big. And uh, when uh, slowly we got into the virtual reality and theme park business. And that's when we thought the awesome game studio is a pretty game studio name. And, uh, but we were actually doing a lot of electronics all over again, you know, uh, integrating all the VR system with electronics and everything. And uh, the transition happened, we became Gametronics and uh, we are pretty much, you know, one of the largest uh, virtual reality uh, development and theme park, you know, uh, company. And at the same time, we keep doing a lot of uh, other games also. And uh, one of the game which we did last year, was actually presented by Google uh, in their Google I.O. flagship uh, conference. And we were the only third-party game which was actually showcased over there, which was talking about the, you know, Canvas system of their, uh, you know, uh, the Google Home devices and stuff like that. So, yeah, that, that's it's been quite a journey. 25 years now. I'm celebrating 25 years in the game industry now, this year. You know, Congratulations. So. That means you. you are officially even crazier than I am. So uh, <laughs> that's. I totally agree. Everybody always says, it's like, you know, if you're in the industry five years, you're a veteran. And I'm like, so what if you're in the industry for 20 years? What does that make you? An idiot? But. And 25 uh, years is I, you're, you're mad. Genuinely, you're mad. Yeah. No, so. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I do have a very important announcement. I just noticed that my wife is watching the show. So mm -hmm. now we have to act like this is professional and we're not having fun the whole time we do it. Um, okay. So, yeah. Quick. Hide, hide the whiskey. Hide the whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> the whiskey's actually over there. So we're good. Um, this is, it is, it's fantastic in how you get into all of this stuff. And it's funny that you mentioned Pascal because I, when I was growing up, Mm -hmm. I coded and, and, and programmed and did all of this stuff up until I got to college. And mm -hmm. the first programming, and this was in the mid-90s, mid to late 90s, the first programming mm -hmm. class I had in college was Pascal. And at that point, 
no one was using Pascal for anything anymore. Right. And it was like, okay, this is just not not for me. That and the fact that it required math. And I, I programmed right. something in machine language I, one time. I, I did. You could have made a ton of money on machine language. I was like in seventh grade. It was on a Commodore Listen, 64. When the PS2 came out, they had for some reason, or was it assembly? It was one of these like archaic languages that that's what they had programmed the thing in. And so, you know, people that were in their 40s and 50s at the time were getting ridiculous job offers because they're the only ones that knew how to use it anymore. But that's the way it was with um, <laughs> with, with Pascal. It was like um, my final project, I couldn't even get the ball to bounce around the room properly. So <laughs> I decided that was probably the end of my coding career. You know, it was. Um, oh, I coded um, till 2005, you know, pretty much, you know, a long time, 10 years I coded, you know, so. I see. I, need, I needed to find you back then. That's that's that was my mistake. It's like I need to find people who are actually using this. Um, so it's you like like us, and you've been in the industry a long time, and now you started a podcast, which is and of course somebody else. Hold on, no phone's ringing again. Uh, you started a podcast, and, and that's where I, I saw you the other week talking to our, our friend Justin and right. about being positive. Right. in the industry right. that I think is something that is so key I mean just overall right now you know it, mm -hmm. it's we're not getting out and, and seeing people like we used to it yep. is a new norm even for those of us who have been basically working from home for 10 years mm -hmm. it's still you, you, you don't get the social interaction. And hey, so, I'm going right, to, I'm going to break in on you real life. quick because we got a comment from LinkedIn, right? Um, mm -hmm. uh, hello. I have a black vision on my screen. Is a problem with broadcasting? Yes. The, we are going to LinkedIn, yes. but it's just a black screen for some reason. You can check it out on mixer.com slash indie game business or twitch.tv slash indie game business or on the you search indie game business and there'll be a, like a YouTube channel, everything. Um, and so sorry to, didn't want to break in the middle of that right. thought, but that he asked that no, like no, no, five minutes ago. So <laughs> we're still trying to figure out what it is as well. Uh, the stream goes perfectly fine through restream to every platform uh, except LinkedIn. So you you can hear us, but you you can't really see us. Um, it is important now to to stay positive and to That's realize right. that you know. One, you're not the only one dealing with this, which is what makes this situation even more unique is, you know, I sit down and you're you're in Hyderabad and you're in the same situation that I am in North Carolina and Indy is over in Oregon and everybody is around the world because we're basically all blocked in at, at the moment so and, and you know what it's not know, that bad i mean would you rather be at home with all your stuff and some food and the air conditioning or would you rather like get up in the early in the morning and then str struggle to freaking drive through traffic and go to work and then be at work all day and be like man i wish i was home and then you have to freaking drive through traffic <laughs> and then then you get home late and i mean in a way it's kind of better you know what i mean <laughs> uh, you're going to talk to some of the guys who actually keep on flying to meet people right. like me and I just love meeting people, love going around meeting, you know, uh, tons of Indies all the time, you know, sharing knowledge and stuff. Again, you know, so that, that that's what, you know, I, I appreciate what you're saying and that's one of the reasons I started this, uh, you know, the podcast because 
I want I want the world to hear the same positive things sitting at the luxury of their own homes, you know. And uh, I think you know uh, that's one of the things which will change. So yeah, Jay, you were saying something, so I'll, I'll probably come to this again. So. I don't yeah. remember what I was saying. It's all good. Yeah, carry on. This is, okay. this is normal for us. I don't remember what I was saying. Yeah. So, okay. So, so, so the thing is that, yes. Uh, so I, I travel all the time, you know, uh, and that's something I love. You know, I meet people all around the globe and especially in the, the energy. So, so I, uh, the energy I have, I actually, you know, uh, fetch it from these guys, you know, and that's something what I had been doing. And that's one of the reasons I actually started the IGDA chapter in my city also, because I wanted to be, you know, uh, around these youngsters, these indies, you know, who are trying to change things and stuff, not bogged down by, you know, uh, the whole AAA thing and stuff like that. And uh, so this is something what I was missing, you know, and, uh, and then I uh, like I, I keep talking to Justin. Wait, did I die or did y'all die? I must have died. Wait, are we back? Yeah, uh, yeah, same thing. Just have to pay me on the output. Okay. Um, Andy, are you there? I'm here. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Yep. Oh, you're yeah, here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if we dropped or yeah. All right. So yeah, we're back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the thing is that yeah. So uh, I thought like you know let's just keep uh, being positive. Uh, there's enough to be depressed about because there are not real conferences happening. And if you and like the, all the indies, you know the biggest problem they have is like you know uh, they have uh, they have to network with people. They have to meet. Uh, you know. Uh, the publishers, they need to meet people who can probably fund them, who can, you know, probably validate their ideas because being indies, you can completely get lost in the whole, uh, you know, uh, the big, huge ocean and the world of the gaming and the game development. Only a handful of game developers are pretty sure. So that's one of the things which, you know, uh, was kind of... Uh, Bothersome, you know, and uh, I discussed with Justin and I just started the podcast. Let, let's just talk about positive things, you know, because I know for sure uh, uh, that whenever the bad times come, it actually gives uh, a new wave of innovation, you know. It happened during the World War. It happened, you know, uh, World War II again. And I'm pretty sure this is nothing less than a war, what we are going through right now. And uh, it will definitely create new wave of things. And that's what we are actually seeing all around us. Like, I started podcasts, but some of the physical shows which were, like, really big, like the Game Speed, GDC, and, you know, uh, all of these now are moving to online. You know, uh, so this online, sitting at home in your luxury, and uh, consuming this content. So yes, indeed, to your point, it's actually pretty good because now knowledge is available to everyone, you know? And uh, that's a, uh, again, you know, earlier, probably I was fortunate enough to actually fly down to Germany or to America or to some other place and, uh, you know, meet people and do all those kind of things. But now uh, in this current world, uh, the new normal is that by sitting at home also, probably you can do a lot what you could not imagine probably before. Like, I think, you know, there are indie pitches also happening online. You know, uh, there are, the minute this COVID thing happened, the uh, the entire lockdown, shelter in place thing happened, a lot of uh, Discord groups opened up, a lot of communities popped up. 
you know, and people were offering, okay, uh, show us your game, we'll give you feedback. And this is just magnificent thing to see, you know. Now, you don't, even if you are indie and you don't have enough money, you can sit in your luxury of your house like, like, and uh, you don't spend money and you can still do that. You can still listen to the experts, you know, games beat. Right, uh, just happened, uh, and all all the same amazing speakers, all the thing. The only thing you'll miss is going to be probably the physical connection over there. That's about it. So yes, uh, there are a lot of positives, and uh, we understood and we wanted to communicate this positive to you know uh, the industry, you know, and uh, and that's what is happening. That's what we are seeing right now, and so cool. So um, your uh, camera is so, not working right now. Yeah, that's right. Mine. Yes, yours okay. is not working. Will I uh, try to try to? You might have to get out of the call and then come back in it. But we'll do a quick little segment and let you because we can't see you anymore. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, so let, let me just plug our latest thing while Rajat gets that sorted. Uh, we announced yesterday that you know we've been doing these digital events on a business to business level for a year and a half now. We've done four of them. Our fifth one's coming up in, in August. Uh, I'm back. June 10th, yes. You're back. So June 10th and 11th, uh, we are doing a virtual career fair. And if you have been impacted by COVID and you're looking for a new job or you have a team and you're looking to hire people, we got you covered. So, you know, you can go, it's on... If you, I have to. We actually, I have not set up the website for it. I have the event right Damn there. it! Uh, but <laughs> I'll post. I'll post a link to it. Okay. It's been a week. Okay. It's mm. been crazy. Um, this is something, and it's it's one of those things that it never made sense to do it because everybody, you know, how do you really put a global show together where somebody in Texas is looking and applying for a job in Paris, but now it doesn't matter because we're all yep. working remotely anyway. So yep. yeah. perfect timing, but perfect timing. Um, and yeah, I hope so it sets the premise for the next, you know, the future. I, I can tell you um, in terms of ticket sales that we've done, it, it's been the quickest start off that we've ever done. And so I, I say sales because yes, they're, they are for sale. The If you're looking for a job though, here's the deal. If you're looking for a job, the gain, the job seeker ticket is $5. All of that revenue from that ticket goes to games for love though. We're not keeping that. We're not trying to, awesome. you know, make money off of, off of all of you who need jobs. We're good. All of that's getting donated. If you can't afford a $5 ticket, and that's perfectly fine. I mean, that's just contact us. There's there's information on the site. There's God knows you can find me on any of these platforms that we are or our Discord, uh, which is discord.gg slash indie game business. Just message me. We'll, we'll get you a pass. It's not that, you know, it's not like we're trying to, to gate this stuff off. But there's the link until I get it actually live on our, our website. So, yeah, June 10th, 11th, you can go online. You'll be able to see all the jobs that are listed. We've got partnerships that we're announcing over the next couple of weeks. It's going to be awesome and crazy. And we want you all to find find work that makes you happy. So you can you can stay positive and we can keep going because hey, we've always said that we're a global economy. Now we really are. So <laughs> totally living in the borderless world now. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes. You know? Exactly. All right. So we had it. I mean, this is awesome. Chat is going so fast that I just saw we had a question like 
five minutes ago, but then we then it scrolled, scrolled, scrolled. Um, uh, hold on, hold on. What is the role of education in indie gaming? What is the role of education in indie gaming? Oh, so uh, the thing is, the games are probably the best way you can actually consume education because otherwise, education has always been unidirectional. Teachers teach, you listen. You know, probably you don't even listen, you know. Uh, and the thing is that whatever we do, whatever games we play, actually has tons of maths and physics behind the scene. All you got to do is just expose it for the people, you know, how it's happening. Like the car is turning, you just talk about, the, you know, turning radius and you talk about the, you know, other things and stuff. So I think, you know, uh, and not just that, uh, I, I am uh, I'm the jury in the Serious Games uh, conference and I, I kind of see some amazing... Uh, educational games, especially the training-based games, you know, uh, where people are training some of the, even like during this COVID thing, the whole frontline, you know, uh, you know, people who are actually, you know, doing all these kind of things for us, you know, uh, fronting us over there, they are being, you know, constantly educated using games because the situation is absolutely new for everyone. And what is better than actually teaching them, like putting them in the game, and letting them go through the entire situation and make them understand how to actually come out of it, you know. So I think, you know, training and education both because it's, it's a bi-directional thing and every and, and we have been listening to this thing that I do, I remember, you know, and game is basically doing, not just like watching us, you know, you, you interact with the world, you know. So what is, and, and yeah, this is a loaded question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> like you said, and we were all kids. It's not just India. It's everybody. Your parents are like, you need to be a doctor. You need to be a lawyer. You need to be, you know, whatever this thing is that makes us a ton of money. And you're nowadays we know, and you're going to be saddled with, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in education debt. But right. what is the path to being a indie developer or a developer at all mm -hmm. in India because the thing that I learned this week is mm -hmm. that we have over 550 colleges in the mm -hmm. US mm -hmm. who have some sort of game curriculum and I'm not even going to give my opinion of what most of those are but uh -huh. What is the, what's the path to, to being an indie developer in India? So that's a very, very tough question because uh, there's no straight path as such in India. You either, you know, finish your engineering or the art college and figure out that, you know, this is what you're going to do because it's still not the first choice of career for many. You know, uh, and that's one of the things what people generally struggle with, like when you are actually building a team, because this is a place where you have Google, Oracle, all these guys, you know, trying to uh, take all the engineering graduates and stuff, you know, and you need to convince them that gaming is a career, right? So, but there are some handful of colleges. Uh, again, the same thing. I'm not going to talk about the quality of education over there. And stuff, <laughs> you know, so. So, but I, I, I would say like, you know, like I can actually count them on my fingers, you know, uh, you know, and, and still uh, some slots will be empty. You know, these many colleges which are focused on games or having game curriculum are there in India. However, uh, finally government is at least, you know, uh, acknowledging that this is a, this is an industry, you know, and uh, Hyderabad, again, the city where I am right now, 
has uh, the government has actually set up the center of excellence for gaming you know and uh, which is like only city in india right now which has that you know because we are like kind of one of the largest group of game developers and gamers in the city so uh, but still uh, yeah so you uh, there there are there are a couple of colleges here in hyderabad one college was there in pune like in the western india and uh, then a uh, lot of issues money money related issues the money not money you know uh, the financial crunch or something but the money laundering and other issues happened there and uh, that that was shut down but in some form of the other they must be uh, operational even now I, i'm not too sure but uh, so largely people have to rely upon the groups you know uh, there are a lot of meetups and at the same time the one of the reason we started the igda was again the same thing and i keep on like tomorrow again i'm doing an awareness campaign with you know one of the largest college in uh, western part of india again online you know and uh, because these guys when they actually pass out the immediate goal for them is to get a job in microsoft google oracle and all these kind of companies you know they they don't even Real companies yeah okay gotcha <laughs> even if they even, even if they play pubg all the time they don't understand that the you know uh, pubg can be you know developed here in india you know and uh, that's the problem or they don't understand that pubg actually makes that kind of shitload of money right so the, the you know this is uh, this is strange you know it's irony but uh, this is what happened and uh, so my awareness usually is always uh, around you know convincing graduates and people that this is an industry where you can actually have fun and make money have fun is you know i'm trying to sell them yes uh, but yes uh, and there's it's a good career and and i keep saying that it's a recession proof uh, industry but we all know you know the realities of the business you know which is kind of you know different but yeah so uh, nothing uh, straightforward some bunch of passionate people come out uh, they want to change there are some amazing games uh, done here in india I don't know if you actually looked at those or not, but yeah, uh, I did. I, I had did? a I had a lot of meetings with teams uh-huh. when I was in India because they they put me in the the developer publisher pitch room uh, and okay. basically fed me teams for three days, and it was awesome. Right. It was yeah. um, there is a lot of talent, and absolutely there is there is. But it's one of those things like everywhere else; it has to be nurtured. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there is an aspect of of you. How do I put this lightly? One of my favorite quotes is mm-hmm. from, I believe, Kevin Smith, and mm-hmm. he says, "It doesn't call. It costs nothing to encourage an artist." Right. You know? and, and, right. and so I, I do agree. Uh, right. But then there's also the side of me that says, if that artist wants to make money from their art. Mm-hmm. you need to to at least give them a little bit of bluntness and and say that. And so I think and, and that's what I did to, to some of the teams that, that I saw is like look I get where you're going with this but you need to understand the reality of the market. Absolutely. Um, and and it's it is it's a it's a fine line to walk mm-hmm. but you know there are several teams that I met when I was in in Hyderabad that I am still talking to and still you know having discussions with because they are i mean it's it there's a ton of potential and a ton of talent it just needs a good way to get out 
and that's what you know we try to help them do so um but it was it was a great i told you before we went live it's like one of my favorite trips i did last year because not only was yeah. i meeting a lot of really cool people in a place i had never been before but <laughs> the food was awesome um yeah. so i call it yeah. indian adventure you know yeah exactly it's it's uh it's very cool so um indy did we i know we've had other questions but i'm literally watching them scroll by so fast that i'm missing them all right so uh we have another question from zero on Twitch this time. Well, he also asked on YouTube, uh, is funding going too hard for indie devs at a time like this? How's the funding uh, looking? How's the funding, uh, funding. looking oh, for okay, indie okay, devs? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, funding is like, so, again, you know, uh, uh, just like, you know, uh, if your game is near completion, you know, this is the time you can probably, you know, this is probably the best time you can actually raise funding. You know, uh, if, if it is almost there, because uh, the reality is that the gaming is uh, being consumed heavily right now and everybody is looking for content. People literally finished, you know, uh, Netflix and, you know, uh, nothing left there. Similarly, in games world also, people are looking for new content now. And uh, but if your game is like early on kind of thing and stuff like that, I guess it's difficult because uh, there, there, there's a lot of due diligence and other things which happens, you know, during the, uh, you know, when uh, the game funding happens and stuff, which is not so easy uh, in times like this. But uh, I think, you know, uh, uh, but it's a great time. You can actually start warming up the investors and people who are going to fund. You can start showcasing them. And, uh, you know, everybody has time. Uh, you know, everybody is sitting at home. Everybody can, you know, uh, look at your stuff. People are, and in game industry, people are approachable. You can seek feedback. You can actually start your Discord and stuff, collect feedback, improvise on your game, get it ready, you know, uh, when the world, you know, comes to this, you know, your, your, uh, uh, comes back to the you know previous normal you know uh, then probably you'll be ready with uh, something much more robust much more fine-tuned and refined to be pitched and stuff like that so work on your pitch work on this thing but uh, don't expect funding to happen uh, if it is in an early stage kind of thing so what yeah, what do you so say Jay if you have uh, you know you like to it, it is a really, and I agree, it's a really, really good time to get funding if you have something to show. That's the one yeah. thing that you have to, you know, you have to know from the get-go. If you don't have a playable demo of your game, there's no point in, you know, talking to the publishers or to investors, unless... It's like you're walk. You have a, a team of all stars that are walking off major successes in games, oh, and you're, you're putting something together. But even then, you know it's it's not easy to get funding. Right. But if you have something to show, there is a ton of money in the market right now because we're seeing yeah. publishers who are getting record revenues coming in. Oh yeah, absolutely. They know as well as we do that you have to keep that pipeline moving with new games and new content. And yeah. you've got consumers who are going through stuff, you know, as fast as they can. I'm proud to say I actually finally finished XCOM 2 last night. But the there, there's so much stuff going on, money coming into the industry that it is easier than it has been in a very long time to right. get funding, but you have yeah. to be in the right place. Yeah, like the content content, con content, is finally, you know, uh, getting the due, you know. So one of the things what Justin also told, you know, on my show uh, was that uh, a lot of money is being pulled back from the market. 
And one of the most attractive thing to do is definitely, you know, uh, at skimming. You know, if uh, you have some content, if you think that it's it's going to go out in the market, this is the time. You know, uh, you know uh, that money is available. So definitely, there's a surplus of money which is, you know. Uh, available all, all you have to do is having something really really you know uh, solid to show and quickly grab that money during this time and you know make it available uh, we have we have seen uh, tremendous growth like you know uh, even we released the game last year and stopped marketing that and uh, and like suddenly i saw during this lockdown time and i had like 51 percent growth you know of that game which was pretty much like so people are literally digging you know, for new and new content which is available there. So there's definitely, you know, uh, if you have something really going your way, you know, uh, it's definitely the same. You know, the, the other thing to keep in mind is, and this is this goes to like the the second the little meta layer of game and development publishing. You have to realize that a lot of these mid tier to big size companies are seeing projects slip right now. It's it's. Mm -hmm. It's this oh, yes. that we have in the industry. That, That's a good point, yeah. I mean, so a lot of these games that were slated to come out, Q3, Q4, are yeah. now coming out Q1, Q2. The This is the irony that I love. For, for so many years, indies were almost, hand, I'm not saying almost, they were handicapped because the The big game releases were yeah, and, and the mindset was, well, they're not going to be able to do as good a team because a game because they're not all in one office together. Right, right. And, you know, Nintendo has famously always had these terms where you can't get a dev kit unless you have like a real office with a lockable door that's, you know, <laughs> so-and-so. But now what we're seeing is the indie teams and the mid-sized teams who are very you know fluid and used to adapting and most of them are already working yeah. remotely yeah. they're fine their projects are on schedule there's not Absolutely. anything we have these big triple a games that you know you can't just take the call of duty team and go okay pick up your workstation and go home and we'll all log in together on monday morning and stuff <laughs> no it doesn't that doesn't work and Absolutely. so they're seeing delays and yeah i told somebody yesterday it's like we're either yeah. in q4 we're either going to see a lot of games get bumped to q1 or we're going to have a lot of games launch in november that are utter shit when they come out you know and, and need to be <laughs> fixed because they're just not it's not as easy to do this for a big team right. and it's going to be yeah it's, it's they work in complete verticals right so and mm -hmm. then a lot of overlaps for the indies you know and then they can actually definitely you know pull it off during this time so I'm pretty sure that that actually creating some sort of you know level playing field for indies finally you know you know at least they'll be visible you know in terms of content. So, so. It, 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 so but but that's the that's the other side of that coin. It, it, the indie teams are going to be able to launch and and be on schedule and put out the game that they wanted to do, mm -hmm. but at the same time there's going to be hundreds of other teams that are doing the exact same thing. So yeah. you've got now more than ever, if you're an indie team, you have right. to be marketing your games like from yeah. day one. 
build that community. I was on a call this morning between mm -hmm. one of our clients and a publisher, and one of the first questions they asked, how big is your community? How big is your Discord <laughs> server? How big, how many wish lists do you have on Steam? That is absolutely key. key. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. So, yeah. One of the things that we've seen take off in, in this pandemic is, mm -hmm. is VR. And oh yeah. You have done a lot of stuff in VR over the years. Right. You're yeah. you're in that case where you're sitting back there. It's kind of like us with the digital events. We've been doing digital events for a year and a half. Right. And now everybody's going, oh, we should do digital events. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. That's what we've been doing for You're the veteran of that. The rant I was talking about was I saw, and, and Dean, if you're listening, I love the work that you do, and, and we met many years ago, but we don't talk all the time. But Dean Takahashi mentioned in an article that everybody was doing, and he it was tongue-in-cheek, he was joking, but he's like, yeah, everybody's doing moving to digital since we did VentureBeat digital. And I'm like, we we put our fourth show on with 950 <laughs> companies in it in March. It's like, all of you people aren't like spearheading this. We've been doing this. <laughs> anyway, um, that's like the, the boat that you're in in VR. And so right. from what we see, what I see in my conversations with developers and publishers every day, mm -hmm. they're even six months ago, I could say, we've got a VR game, and the publisher would be like, I don't care. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to see it. Yeah. Now, you know, everybody's home. You need something else to do. You're pulling out that headset. And sorry, wait, the dog wants to go out. So she's being a little, you know, voicey. But Half-Life is out. Over a million oh, people yes. have been playing this thing. And all yeah. of a sudden, we're seeing a huge resurgence. So right. talk a little bit about how VR has changed and why it is applicable now for indie teams. Right. So, okay. Uh, so VR has been evolving with its own slow pace and everything. And what changed recently is like people were looking for new medium to consume, you know, and especially they wanted an escape from this escape, you know. So gaming has always been an amazing escape for most of the people. Uh, and, uh, but virtual reality actually put you somewhere. So the reason why, you know, uh, so our company, you know, uh, Reality Virtual, which is a New Zealand-based company, got, uh, you know, the... Uh, grant for epic games you know so what they do is actually you know they take you to places like you know uh, you can visit places with your uh, social friends and the you know a virtual world and all that that actually you know uh, is amazing because in times like this you know where when you can't go out and that's what i was telling indy that I'm, I'm so used to flying all the time and uh, visiting places that uh, that actually you know gives me an escape completely and i am I'm, I'm in my favorite part of the world and that's what this did and that's one of the reasons they got funded during this time and uh, at the same time there's a lot of content first of all of course half-life alex you know you had to talk about it because uh, they have done the job so very well you know people were not you know uh, so used to of seeing that kind of high quality content, they didn't know that you know there was definitely the Asgard's Wrath, which was done by Sensoru uh, Games, you know, uh, which was pretty like 30 hours game kind of thing, you know, pretty long. I'm not too sure how long, but it's like a triple A thing. But again, that that was like you know probably uh, not a major success, you know, because people thought that VR is kind of you know just like uh, short. Uh, 
you know consumption consumption thing but half life lx came and changed the way uh, you know uh, the vr has to be consumed and in times like this when so you're like so used to of seeing the same wall same people all the time because you're like you know trapped in this world virtual reality is giving you an opportunity to go out and experience the world which you probably you know won't won't do otherwise and that's one of the reason it changed you know and today uh, surprisingly just today i got four new inquiries from some of the biggest you know uh, people in industry who are looking for virtual reality game because their business was all about going out and you know experiencing things and now they actually want that to be converted into a game because this is what and it's and this uh, covid is not going anywhere you know even though we come out of the lockdown and other things and stuff like that you know uh, the being like you know social distancing and all those things will be uh, a norm again the lbe will uh, struggle but it's actually uh, it will go through a new cycle of innovation where people are actually bringing those kind of you know uh, the experiences and all those kind of things and i think because uh, this is probably one of the you know best time we, uh, virtual reality will have you know and uh, thanks to uh, half life alex which actually gave an opportunity to pe- let people start trying you know beat games did it uh, did amazingly got bought over by facebook uh, you know alchemy did amazing bought over by google but again you know uh, they were like pretty snacky game you know they, those were not like experiences and you know getting out of you know being in the virtual reality thing which people experienced during this time so timing has been right you know and uh, great thing happened so yeah Yeah, yeah, Half-Life Alex made me cry, but it wasn't like for the reason most people would think. It was when one of those head crabs jumped at me and I was absolutely cursing and jumping around my entire office trying to get it off my face. Right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. it, it, it is, and I'm seeing publishers who normally wouldn't even look at VR yeah. and I end up asking like, you know, almost like, Are you, do you want VR stuff? And they're like, yeah, we're looking at it right now. We're looking at anything. And, and it goes to, you know, what we talk about when we do our talks on, on how to find a publisher. You, when you're going out and you're building that target list, you can't just stick to exactly what your platform and genre is. You know, you have to look at what we call genre adjacent areas mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. if you're sending you know if you've got a vr game right now and you want to find a publisher for it mm-hmm. picture your game and on steam as as not vr mm-hmm. and send it to all the publishers who are you know publishing well i guess we'll call it traditional games in that genre because you know we've had huge upticks in sales for these publishers and they have money to spend right now right and they're looking this is if they're going to take a gamble on a new platform yeah this is when they're going to do this, it this is you know? this is what it so, is yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean six months ago we had uh i maybe i may say nine months ago we had no vr titles in our portfolio uh-huh. and now we've got four Oh really? Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because it is it's something that people are asking for now. And so Yep. Yep. We're going out and saying, yeah, well, here's a a slate of VR games that we've got coming right. up from clients. So, right. Um 
Yeah, people it, people it, actually again you know you have to blame uh, you know a slightly on the content also like you know uh, so i call it hello moment right you know so it's a you, you always need that kind of thing you know you, that kind of title which will actually push people to go out and buy that device you know and that definitely help happens you know so and, and it's it's so much cheaper now it's like i got a oh, vive yeah. when, when oh, yeah. it came out and yeah. it was what 800 bucks for the whole thing? 899 yeah yeah, yeah. And, and then you had to have a 700 video card to even <laughs> run it you know so right you're looking at an investment of somewhere between 1500 to two thousand dollars and two thousand dollars easily yeah yeah now, now like 200 bucks absolutely a, and, a and uh, I have. oculus quest is pretty awesome actually you know and uh, if you've been tracking the numbers super hot vr which is again pretty decent title actually did like probably five or six times better than oculus quest within a week what they yeah. did you know a generation before so and and that that's so much better because you don't need a pc nothing you know 200 dollars you are sorted you know and and I'm just waiting that shoebox to get thinner and, you know, much more convenient kind of thing, because still it's a still kind of big, big thing, you know, you know uh, but uh, I've seen the evolution because the, I use uh, one of the first virtual reality, which was done uh, by what, uh, what was that company name? So they had a literally had a helmet kind of thing, you know. So we did for you. Know, so, so, so it was funny, you know, and I, we, people used to literally wear and we actually sold it to the army you know, uh, for their weapon simulator. And so you wear that big, huge helmet. And so, so from there to a shoebox, not a bad deal, you know, so. You know. <laughs> it's funny that you say weapon simulators because I've always, and the industry in general, has. there's always been, you know, data that has shown that just because you go out and play Doom, it doesn't know, mean you know how to shoot something with a rifle. You know, it's, it's <laughs> there is a difference. Absolutely. And then I'm sitting there playing Half-Life Alex, and I'm like, panicking and struggling to slam a magazine into the bottom <laughs> of this handgun. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm in America, I own guns. I don't own any yes. handguns though. And, and so it's like, I'm sitting there just slamming it, just absolutely shooting it. I'm like, I am so fucking dead if this like is real. There's just no way it's not gonna work. I finally got the shotgun and I'm like, okay, now I'm in my- No, own. no, it's But apparently if the zombies attack, I am utterly screwed if all I have is a handgun. There's just oh, no yeah. way I'm going to be able to do this. The um, shit is real, you know, when you do that. Yeah, I know, really. It's like, well, hopefully we're not going to have head craps. That's the only, <laughs> that's, the, that's the beauty of all of this. Sure, um, so talking about new platforms, and you asked me about this before the show, and I, I had to say, I don't know, I haven't seen it. It's been a very busy week here. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about xbox and their conference yesterday because what you oh. said is, is like what i'm hearing as well and i haven't seen it so what uh, what was it yesterday what did they show how was it bad was it good was it what, how does it make you feel about q4 now uh so uh oh, okay you know, uh, probably we'll think it like the full thing offline, but yeah, uh, it wasn't good at all. You know, quite disappointed. Uh, the titles were, you know, uh, not, not even a single good title, you know, primarily uh, half finished things. You know, it was like kind of rushed up, you know, uh, typical. And the most disappointing thing, you know, was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 
you know, oh my God, they had been talking about showing gameplay all along from the beginning of the show. And what they showed was like one or two shot of in-game in like in like in-engine thing, you know, and there was absolutely no gameplay and it was uh, absolutely trapping, you know. And uh, so, yeah, if, uh, if I had to judge the quality, uh, it was a, like, you know, I won't rate it, you know, even like three on ten. You know, uh, the content-wise, the only good content probably was the uh, the bright memory. You know, the game which was done by a single, uh, you know, Chinese individual, you know, uh, who's found a publisher now. Uh, and I like that game, and that's probably, I have a soft corner for that game, but otherwise, it, it was absolutely forgettable. Uh, the interaction wasn't great. Uh, I love Jeff, what he does, you know, the Game Awards and uh, other things and stuff. And he was he was trying to you know uh, put together a good show, but you know overall whatever Microsoft did was I it was uh, pathetic. Absolutely no respect for the audience, I would say. You know so you know I, well, you can quote me on that. You know that you know it was like you know uh, the biggest thing is that when you are actually putting together for your audience, there has to be some value. You know there has to be something what they are looking for. But if you just come and showcase some just uh, mumbo jumbo thing over there and push it on the screen, you know, it's absolutely disrespect for uh, the audience, I would say. And uh, so, uh. so I would argue, I agree with you, first and foremost. If you you put a bunch up there and it and it doesn't really show anything, that's like my yearly rant against all these companies that are like, we got game of the year at E3 or at GDC <laughs> or whatever. And I'm like, your game isn't even launched until 2022. All right. How did you get like game of, <laughs> game the, of year? the year? No, no. Yeah, you, you have a video. That's what you mm-hmm. have. I hear what you're saying. They do have a respect for the audience. It's just not the audience you and I have in mind. These shows are made for investors. They're not made for us. us, We all know at the end of the day that it doesn't matter what you show right now. It's not real. It's going to be real. Yeah, it's definitely not real. yeah. But they, they build these things for, you know, their investment calls. And I know because I'm on some of these calls, you know, <laughs> because there are people in this industry that refer to me as an expert. Um, they, uh, <laughs> they, they just want to know what's coming out. What, how many titles, 100 titles being made on Xbox. You know, so. Yes. It's, it's marketing points. Market, it's, marketing lines. They yeah. are aiming these things at, you know, at, at the investment community. So right. to us, yeah, it's like, okay, so one, how many are these, how many Xboxes are going to actually be available right. know, when, when it launches? And how many games are going to go at launch? And, and right. that's the question. I don't think we're right. going to see that many launch titles because oh yeah absolutely it, it, yeah. it's it's crazy and how much these these that's what they always go for it's like the big ones mm-hmm. i'm probably going to get one because i frankly skipped an xbox this last generation and so mm-hmm. i'm due for one and yeah. if it comes yeah. and it's backwards compatible with everything yeah okay i'm fine I don't, you know yeah. i'm good it doesn't matter. we have titles you know which we can play so. yeah. exactly yeah. It, but it's they are and that's why i get so frustrated it's part of the reason why i didn't tune in yesterday 
yesterday because I was like, okay, whatever. It's it's lucky you. <laughs> it's, it's the launch thing. They're going to show a bunch of happy, happy, fancy graphics. Yeah, no, I, I had been following this Summer Game Fest thing, you know, uh, because uh, when Jeff put together, because the way he does his game awards is really pretty awesome and stuff. So I was like pretty, uh, you know, this thing, ticked about it. I'm still like, I'm not losing my hope on the... Uh, the show as such, but uh, yeah, yesterday and Assassin's Creed, you know, you're gonna see that if you have not seen that, you're gonna see that Valhalla's game to gameplay trailer, you know, you'll literally either laugh, you know, or you'll cry, you know, nothing in between. It, you know? it, I love the game awards and, and I didn't take them as seriously until like a year or two ago, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if you're listening, dude, a four hour show, no, I can't, yeah. no. We need, to, <laughs> I, 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 we need to condense that shit. <laughs> yeah, there was another, another another game called Scorn, I guess. And it's a pretty uh, good-looking thing. All the time, I guess it was like, what, three minutes or four minutes of uh, trailer? And the entire time, they were just showing the environment, you know? And uh, we didn't see even a bit of the game. If you're, like, showcasing, it's kind of a showy of the studio uh, to touch, talk about how great their environments look like, then probably uh, it was probably, uh, it was there. But beyond that, it was nothing, nothing, you know, so. The thing, and so this is where, this is where E3 has like, you know, struggled in the last several years. There oh, used yeah. to be very real reason to go to E3. It's like, mm -hmm. you had to be there because that's where the buyers were. That's where the magazines and the websites were. So you right. could get the, launch hype up for your game mm -hmm. and once the game went out and it, it sold okay you have the community basically so yeah let's move on to something else right. now we're in a world where games are live there right. they are there is no we ship the gold master let's start working on the expansion pack anymore right we both sides of this from the hype that went along with Destiny to what happened when it actually came out mm -hmm. and now it has been improved to like No Man's Sky is another one it, that game if, if you had sat down and watched it in the E3 trailers it would have been like oh my god this is going to be the greatest thing ever it comes absolutely. out absolutely yeah and now it is again because the company it is, yeah. On it. So yeah, do you remember that uh, project Offset? Yes. Uh, yeah, you do, right? So I, ever since I saw that project Offset and what happened to that, I stopped believing in what people are showcasing in their trailers and in their short gameplay trailers and stuff. I literally, you know, so when uh, the shit happened to uh, No Man's Sky, you know, I, I bought the first day though, but I knew it's I know uh, somewhere like it's not gonna be as great as I was expecting it to be. You know, and it turned out to be that. But the good thing is, like, they stuck to this thing and they kept on building, they kept on improving, which is actually pretty good, you know. Uh, so props to uh, Hello Games for that, you know. Uh, not many people actually do that, you know. And, and yeah. that was, I remember when it came out and that whole studio just kind of like went radio silent. And Absolutely. I was like, well, they got you know, just completely beat up and they're walking away. And and I would yeah. not have blamed them one minute for doing it. Yeah, you it know, was far far from the game, actually. It was a tech yeah. type, but we got, you know. If if they got because it is demoralizing to a team, because at the end of the day, these are all people. 
you know, hey, they absolutely. wouldn't be putting in the hours and doing the work if they didn't think what they were doing was worth it. And so yeah. when you launch something, yeah. it's not like they didn't know it wasn't going to be up to everybody's expectations, but that right. isn't because they didn't work on it. Yeah. And you, you get this hate coming out of the internet and oh, yeah. it can be very, very demoralizing. Right. And so the fact, I mean, you'll talk about a team that stayed positive. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, they, they <laughs> absolutely, it's been like what, they, two they years? They that, you know, yeah. Yeah, and and the game is is fantastic. It's so oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to look at it and go. <laughs> in fact, if you see their first first spread? first game, you know, it was pretty decent game, right? So, and uh, yeah. but from the shift of uh, Joe Danger to this was a totally different magnitude, right? Uh, and I guess probably that's where they lost it, you know. Uh, and of course, the rush from Sony, you know, uh, to release release because enough of you know talking and stuff but which killed it but uh, i it's like again you know uh, they executed the whole positivity right you think you can easily get trolled and like escape from the situation many big studios do that all the time we know that right so you know uh, our uh, you know recent title what was that e is you know uh, uh, complete shit you know uh, response thing you know what was that uh, huh, the multiplayer game Anyways, um, so. about Fallout. Which one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, oh, oh yeah, that's another one. Yeah, that the that is us, you know, shit. So and in fact, they're still trying to do something, and they're charging people, and it's like, how can you do that? It's kind of sin, you know. Like you know, come on, prove your point first, you know. And so yeah, so again, amazing job done by you know Hello Games. Like they finally have a game, you know. And it's one of those things that we have to sit back now and go what is the real point of these shows when mm -hmm. you're basically just showing gameplay trailers that may never, you know, make it out. Make anywhere. it out in the game. Yeah. And, yeah. and so it, it, and that's part of the reason why I don't tune into them that often. It's like, <laughs> I, I would much rather see what demos are out there on, on steam or what people are playing on, on Mixer right. or Twitch or whatever, than, because I, I know, yeah, I'm jaded, okay? I've been doing this for a very long time. I know that this is marketing shit that you're putting out there, you know? I'm yep. not sitting back, you know, getting angry like, six months later because every single feature didn't ship because I know how this works. This works, um, right? But, I mean, it, it brings us back to the point, you know, mm -hmm. what you're doing with your podcast. Mm -hmm. How do you stay, po how, how do indie devs stay positive right now? How do they stay positive? Because uh, the number one thing is that, you know, without spending money, you can attend all the conferences and you can meet amazing people, you know, which you wouldn't have done probably, you know, even this kind of discussion was probably, you know, uh, not uh, available before. Of course, you have been doing for quite some time. So uh, again, you know, kudos, but not many conferences and other things, you know, uh, which were happening. Uh, so you can do that uh, now. Pasada. You see an upsurge in game consumption. Point number two, you know, uh, that uh, it, it's unprecedented. You know, if you see the numbers which are now compared to just like two months back, it's like some other level, uh, this thing. So that means uh, this is the industry. So this is, again, a validation point. Like in India, probably not many people used to play games sometime back, but they suddenly started playing games. And there's a huge... Uh, community now which actually uh, plays games and not just in India. I'm talking about the world, which, which is uh, this thing because people sitting at home are consuming games. And soon there'll be uh, 
you know, dearth of right kind of content. And if you think you're making something amazing, this is the time, you know, uh, show it to the world. And uh, this is another cool down time. So because when you are actually building something, you're firefighting the situation all the time, you know, uh, constantly. But this is kind of cool down. You can sit and, you know, uh, probably deliberate more on the features. You can discuss more with the teams and stuff like that. Uh, and, uh, and at the same time, some of the largest conferences and all those things, you know, are absolutely available to you. The career uh, option is available to you now online. You know, which was not there probably. So you attend the game dev career day. You know, uh, and probably you know, uh, you know what's happening around us. And uh, the pitching, uh, which is again was a very personal thing before game pitches and other things, are being done online. So, uh, so there are so many things you know you can be positive about. Uh, and I would say it's, uh, it's great for gamers because we are always kind of you know those kind of guys who actually hide behind the desk and work right so we we always like that kind of thing it's just that we are not going out and meeting people but uh, that's just one part of the thing overall i think it's the it's from the validation point of view to the consumption point of view to the uh, you know uh, the fixing the game and working on you know the big long plan around the game i think this is this is the golden opportunity and this is the best time we can do that and Suddenly, so many like I, I have been very, you know, uh, you know, uh, business focused guy, right? Uh, mind your own shit, kind of guy, you know, uh, all along my life, you know. So I've been building my own you know, theme parks. I've been building my own uh, games and stuff like that. Who cares, you know, kind of attitude. But when this happened, we, we started a channel where we are talking about, you know, uh, positivity. When we are talking about events, when we are talking about you know, finding absolute positive. So a lot of people are coming out. I'm, I'm just one of them. But there are so many other people who are actually coming out and actually talking about some amazing things and being open to In fact, some of the thing which happened, again, you know, this uh, uh, Kate and this, these guys, they started something, you know, uh, fun. And I think they, uh, they got around $17,000, like within uh, a day or so. Uh, let me just pull it up and just, just so we know what's the name of that. Uh, what is that? That, that, that? Yeah. So this is stay in the game. Uh, 17,787 raised. You know, uh, again, this is like, again, very positive side of, uh, you know, indie gaming and, you know, how people are actually contributing to the overall good for the, you know, this thing. In fact, uh, Rami Smile started... Uh, GDC relief uh, fund and raised around 81,000. It shows that we are the community, you know, and uh, we all are together like in this, you know, and uh, fighting one big boss, Corona here and stuff. So uh, this actually brings from, I would say it's a pretty level playing field creating, you know, it's uh, the real meaning of borderless world, which we, uh, you know, figured out during this time. And we should appreciate, I don't want, again, there's a lot of things happening outside, people dying and all those kind of things. But if you have to find positive, the biggest positive is that finally we figured out that we, it's actually a borderless world and we and knowledge is available to all and it's all going to be online. It should go and remain online, you know, for other people to consume, you know, and everybody to consume. So more we talk, more we discuss these kind of things, more people get aware about 
this industry, you know, even in the third world countries and all those places and stuff, which we, uh, and I think, you know, this is uh, one big learning and you should appreciate that you are actually creating an escape. You are creating a world for people to go out to in your games and through your games. So be, you know, uh, be, be epic, be awesome, you know, and be proud of that fact. So, yeah. And, and we just, I just shared the link to your YouTube page for your oh, thank episode you. and your podcast. And, and like I said, you've had Justin Berenbaum, you know, Kate Edwards was on, uh, right. Mommy was on just a few days ago. Yep. I'll be on at, at some point. Yes. The, yes. So, so here's a question that came up in chat, and, and I want to bounce it to you because we are, we're like over time technically, but you know, mm -hmm. whatever, because we don't have anything else to do. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> the, Everyone says, and I'm guilty of this myself, you know, the question is, you know, all the marketing people say, you know, you need to be building that community from, from day one. Mm -hmm. That is, we, we know you need to make a great game. Mm -hmm. We know we need to understand the target market. He knows you need to make great engaging content. But he says, what can I do today to bring even new fans into my social media accounts? What you have to do, start showcasing your stuff. Uh, take honest feedback. So the first thing is that, you know, uh, be absolutely shameless, you know, when you are showcasing your stuff and start inviting people, start calling them. And that's what I did with my YouTube wall. So like I, I went to all the people, you know, uh, in the community, I just asked them that this is something what I'm doing, you know, please come over like absolutely shamelessly because I've never done Adobe Premiere before. And this was my first time I was literally sitting on Premiere and editing my videos and putting certain content and stuff. And I was like, you know, okay, let me just put it across. So the same thing you do uh, when you're doing games, you know, uh, from the first uh, basic thing you do, you, you start, you know, posting it online, you know, use Discord, use Facebook, use Instagram. Instagram is pretty visual, so why not, you know, and uh, start inviting people who are in the communities, go to the, there are like on Facebook, there are like more than 100 uh, groups and, you know, this thing where people actually, and they will literally troll you for, you know, several things. Don't worry about that. We, we troll EAs also and uh, Ubisoft also and all those guys. So don't even bother about those trolls. Uh, just take that constructively, just like we talked about, you know, Hello Games, you know, uh, how they took it positively and changed the entire thing. So don't get too bogged down, but, uh, and invite people to your page, invite people to your Discord server or whatever you're hosting. Whenever you have something playable, uh, play it on Twitch, in, invite people again to take, give feedback and stuff. Start building up communities. I guess it's easier than before because people have done a lot of homework already for you guys. Like there are like 127,000 people in I think Indie Game Developer Facebook group. You know, and many of them are actually active. If you post something really good, you at least get 300 to 400 likes. I don't even know how many people see. So, but uh, if you're getting those kind of, in fact, some of our videos got those many likes. And uh, I was kind of, you know, okay, uh, even when I launched Alpha Man, I, I showed, uh, I, like, those were early days, but I showed to people, like, look at this, look at that. And a lot of people came and said, Oh, we lost him again. Oh, we lost him. Well, right, we'll give him a second to come back. Okay, still yeah, there. yeah, you might want to yeah, refresh your camera again. You might want to bounce out and then yeah, come back. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, there we yeah. go. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, so it just disconnects us. So, so yeah, so, uh, 
and then yeah that that's how you building a community i'm not very good at that I'm, i haven't reached that stage where i can probably you know suggest but i've seen people doing amazing job with community uh, earlier it was like you know you go to the conferences show it to people uh, build your network and all those things but these days it's pretty much possible online just do it you know and i'm pretty sure uh, like uh, in first 6 hours or so when i launched my uh youtube uh, channel i got like 100 plus kind of this thing of course i need to revive that uh, thing again i did not put in all the groups and stuff but like within 6 hours kind of thing it happened and i think we have indy also who's like you know he's been building communities forever you know uh, so yeah uh, that's how you do it uh, i think you know being shameless and uh, you know uh, about uh, getting constructive feedback from people is the key a lot of people don't think that it's your it's a it's a right time to show you know kind of thing don't wait for the perfect thing to show i'll, I'll, it's, com- it's, I'll comment on it too um so like people ask me how do how do you get you know how do you get popular as a streamer how do you get more viewers and mm-hmm. the the simple slash hard answer is be entertaining right well what the heck does that mean you know well so for social media what i would suggest is look at if you're a game developer you wanting to promote your game look at the social media accounts of game developers that you follow that you like yeah. right and yeah. see me like well, you know cuz there's some that really 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 stand out whether it be they do artwork or their mm-hmm. content is really funny or whatever so look at the stuff that you like and and find 3 4 5 10 and then take ideas from those and put them together in kind of your own idea right and then try that and if that doesn't work try something else right i mean it's it's a simple and it's a, there's no magic nothing for it i mean cuz some stuff that i think is super entertaining people don't think is entertaining at all and then some stuff that i see that people are just like in love with i'm like i don't get it so really figure out what your audience likes what the what the audience that you want likes and try and appeal to that and how do you do that you just have to experiment because it's experiment. different for everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah put and them in different buckets kind of thing yeah mm-hmm. that's not only marketing i mean i'll tell you bluntly that's business I mean, oh yeah of if course you look at what my company the power group was doing 10 years ago mm-hmm. versus what we're doing now mm-hmm. not and that's not even taking into account all the shit that we tried in the meantime where it's it's literally one of those i don't know let's throw this against the wall is that stick nope that didn't stick let's yeah. go try something like else. one of the you super know, most important things is you can't fall in love with an idea and be like this is my no. idea because it might not work and if you're so in love with that idea that you don't want to switch it up you're going to fail and, and you have you do have there there's a element of risk in going out there yeah. you have to realize to put it bluntly that the internet is full of assholes and <laughs> you're going to put your game out there you're going to you know put your video or your idea or your concept uh, or whatever uh, and some people are going to tell you that it's shit and it is yeah yeah you know it may yeah. be shit but that's beside the point it's your shit <laughs> you, <laughs> on your you shit to, 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> shit. You have to be okay with that. And, and yeah. trust me, if, if, I, if I, you know, got upset every time somebody told me to stop calling them or, you know, I don't <laughs> want to hear from your company ever again, I go, okay. And I move, move that three-month follow-up to a six-month follow-up. And then six months later, you know, we go, because everything in this industry changes so fast. And right, right, if right. you're getting out there and you're just being you know, genuine, mm -hmm. you're going to be fine. I mean, absolutely. That, yeah. Absolutely. The best part of it, but you do. Right. The, the key is you have to get out there. Yes. You have to get, uh, get out there and keep them engaged. You know, uh, yep. like, again, it's the same thing, you know, you reach the top, but you have to maintain that. Right. So the, the thing is that you need to keep on feeding them and you need to keep interacting with them. Honestly, you know, and uh, absolute uh, this thing. So, which is something I like about some of the guys, you know, uh, they like, like, okay, this feature set is coming. What do you think? And then they engage with the, you know, sometimes they actually throw some quizzes to, you know, their audience and stuff, you know, which is like, basically, they know what they're going to do. Still, they, they post the quiz, you know, asking people to decide, okay, which logo should I choose? Which thing I should, what do you think about these kind of games and stuff like that? So all those kind of things, you know, to keep your, you know, audience engaged, you know, all the time. So, yeah. So great, yeah. So and again, like Mr. Beast, you know, because you talked about him. So it's like funny. So the reason I follow that guy is because he's just outrightly funny. You know, he's super entertaining, super funny, and you know, it's just mind blowing how he does his shit. So yeah, again. So even though it doesn't make any sense, it's still fun. So yeah. And that's it. If you're not having fun in this industry, you're in the wrong industry. Oh yeah, God, absolutely. God knows we're not in this industry to get rich because that <laughs> that ain't happening for the vast majority of us. But absolutely, you, know, you you just you need to enjoy what you're doing. So yeah, all right. We are we're, we're well over our allotted time, but mm -hmm. that's the way this show goes. Any you know passing thoughts, final thoughts? Yeah. So uh, again, you know, so make the most of this time, guys. You know, uh, you're like uh, probably blessed that uh, you're safe. You're inside the house, and uh, that's your comfort zone. And when you are in uh, your comfort zone, it's very easy to you know uh, lose routine. Uh, don't do that. Uh, stay focused and uh, and keep on working on the game. Keep on uh, talking to people and attend all the online events which are happening you know uh, this is uh, again uh, a golden opportunity because con content is coming to you you're not going to the content now so uh, figure out all the you know uh, online events which are happening you know uh, stay you know uh, updated aware what's happening and uh, and for probably you know the situation is uh, teaching us a lot you know uh, about how the world operates. We never bothered to know that there are essential workers, right? You know, uh, so that's basically your game inventory system, right? So there are so many subsystems and systems which are which were always there in the real world. Probably we uh, didn't look at that way, but this is your opportunity to probably look at everything in a different, different light, you know? So, uh, you know, just enjoy that. <laughs> And, and, and so, you know, Hitoshi just popped a comment up here, and this will be like my final thought too, but it's one of those things along the very same line. He says, you know, I was crazy scared when preparing my pitch deck, but when I started pitching it, I realized people are very forthcoming in this industry. So along the same month, if you think about when you're going out and you're looking for a job, 
Uh-huh. You sometimes end up taking job interviews that they're not jobs you want in the first place, but everybody's like, well, take the interview because it's good practice. <laughs> that is absolutely key right now because yes. you used to, you know, you would spend all this money. You go to San Francisco in March, you've dropped five, 10 grand. You're going to have 10, 15, 20 meetings. Right. And if you screw up your pitch, yeah, it's you're done. Bad. It's you're done. Very yeah. Because yeah. your next opportunity isn't going to come until E3 in June. Absolutely. Gamescom in August. Right. Now you go and I'll pull up while I'm you know talking about this. I'll pull up the link. You know we are tracking all the different online conferences that are popping up now, not just our own. Mm-hmm. There are twenty some conferences that are there you go. in the next two or three months. Wow. And the thing is, you can, we did the math on this, you can literally go to all of them for the cost, <laughs> actually less than the cost that you would have spent just at GDC. These are awesome opportunities and times for you to practice. You know, Absolutely. if you go and you talk to somebody and it doesn't go the way you want it to, one, you can always go back to those people later. The, right. the number of times that I've been told, never show me this game ever again, I can count on one hand in 20 years. You know, you can always go back to them later, but it's good practice for that next show. And that right. next show is now a whole hell of a lot sooner than it used to be. So, right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And that, that, that goes for the funding also. You can warm up, you know, uh, you can warm up all the investors and all those guys. This is the time, you know, this is the moment you can do that, you know, without the fear of losing because they, the, when the whole decision will be taken, it's going to be physical and all those you know, things. So that, that's, that, that's the time you'll be very, very prepared for everything. So, yeah. So, yeah, with that, thank you so much for for coming on and, and, and hanging out because I know it's like the middle of the night for you you. well you know it's, it's uh, <laughs> I appreciate that <laughs> aspect of it as well uh, we've got your link up in chat we'll put it in the podcast notes as well uh, huh? folks do not forget to sign up for game sentinel it's game sentinel dot online that is the new venture that i'm doing with two other long-time industry folks in the world and it's going to be the best business platform for finding work for finding amazing Amazing. for selling your games go sign up for that and check out search indie game business on eventbrite and you'll see the events that we've got coming up with the career fair on june 10th and 11th and then our next proper show which is going to have speakers which will be completely free if you want to watch the speakers. You still have to buy a ticket for the business meetings, but those tickets are 50 bucks. So we had so much wonderful reception to that price point at GDC that we're doing it again, but they are in limited supply. So there's going to be, we're going to sell X amount of $50 tickets and then they'll go to 60 and then they'll go to 70. So uh, you're better off getting in early. But yeah, that's it for me. Amazing. Yeah, you can uh, just if you can check us out on Mixer and Twitch at Mixer or Twitch um, slash Indie Game Business, and you can join our Discord, Discord.gg slash Indie Game Business, and of course the podcast is on Anchor.fm slash what Indie Game Business. Indie Game Business. <laughs> it's really easy. Just yeah. search for Indie Game Business. You can just Google Indie us. Game Business. Yeah, and you can so find us everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, thank you guys so much, and thank you so hey, much for coming in, Rashad. That was a good, thanks, a good one. Thank you. It was amazing, uh, Jay, and thank you for having me.
you know, and uh, hope to see you soon, uh, Jay, Jay, on my show. Uh, yes, uh, just send me the information. Like I said, I'll be sure. at the Game Developer Carnival Monday and Tuesday, but sorry, right. not next week. It's much more. Absolutely. Fun. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks, everybody. Thank Bye. Bye. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at IndieGame.Business.